Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Mignon Francois. Mignon, thank you so much for being here. It is truly a delight to have you in the studio. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Are you ready to get started with your one sentence bio? Oh, just one sentence? Well, so <laughs> let, let me unpack that a little bit. There are a few guests mm-hmm. that can actually give a one sentence bio. So mm-hmm. I've had some guests that have come in and they said, yeah, I'm just not going to do it. And they do their long bio and that's fine. <laughs> and then I have some that have really worked hard yeah. to make sure it's one sentence, but it might have 20 commas okay. in it. So probably my grammar <laughs> teacher in, in elementary school wouldn't have liked it, but it could qualify as a one okay. sentence. So let's see what you do with a one sentence bio. Okay. My name is Mignon Francois. I am the founder and CEO, also director of Joy at the Cupcake Collection, where I took the last five dollars that I had for dinner one week and turned it into a legacy with over five million cupcakes sold. That's amazing. So there's two things that I heard that I want to know a little bit about. Why are you the director of Joy? Yeah, (laughs) because there's just no happiness if I'm not there. I believe that we can count it all joy when we experience trials of many kinds. Mm. And I've been through a lot of things. I didn't want to be a victim, though. Mm. And so a lot of the things I was going through, I went through them in silence, believing that God would reward me. And if I was so busy telling other people to feel sorry for me, that their sorrow for me or their pity for me would be my reward. Mm-hmm. And I wanted the reward that God had. So the Bible says in James 1, 2-4, count it all joy when you experience trials of many kinds, knowing that your trials come to increase your perseverance. And when your perseverance is mature and complete, then you will lack nothing. And so I understood that if I could get to a place of counting it all joy, then I would one day lack nothing. And so that's why joy is such a big part of my life. I love that. The other thing you said was five million cupcakes. That is a lot of cupcakes. Yeah, the number five has been so prominent in my Mm. life. I started this business on the last $5 that I had for dinner one week. I didn't know how to bake, not even out of a box when I started. But I believed that if God is who he says he is, he can do what he says he can Mm. do. It was my neighbor who knocked on my door one day after I had been practicing for some time and offered to buy cupcakes from me for all of her clients for the season. But when she knocked, I didn't have electricity. I was sitting in the back of my house doing the Dave Ramsey baby steps plan, just trying to stuff money in envelopes in order to make the ends meet. When she knocked, I had just realized that I didn't even allot money for dinner. And so she was essentially asking me to gamble the last $5 that I had on what she was offering me. And Mm -hmm. so when I closed the door, I had this real come to Jesus moment with God and said, really, God, you bring me this opportunity when I have no money to take it. And God said, but I feed birds who don't store up in barns or toil for anything. How much more will I provide for you who looks like me? So I took that five. I walked to the grocery store on the corner of Monroe and 8th or Rosa Parks. And I bought everything that I could buy with that $5 and turned it into 60 that day. And I turned that 60 into 600 by the end of the week. And it's been that same money that I've been flipping for the last 17 years. Wow. What a testimony to faith of a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. Ready for question number one? Yeah. 
How do your values impact your management philosophy? Ooh, I believe in people. One of the things that we talk about at the Cupcake Collection is circle. Everything that we do is centered around a circle. And I believe that community matters so much. And if we would be in the business that God is in, he would fund our dreams. So God is in the business of people. And if we take care of his people, he would fund the dreams that we have or the ask that we have of him. So I want to take care of people first, that being my people on my team. I will fire a customer over a person on my team. Wow. You don't get to mistreat the people on my team. And a lot of times people take for granted that just because they're working in the field of service that they get to abuse them or they get to mistreat or misuse them or that for some somehow or some way that they are subservient to them or subpar to mm-hmm. them. And I want people to understand that these are people who have value. They have value to me. They have value to God. They have value in the kingdom. And I want them to be respected as such. So I will let a customer go over the way they've treated one of my team members. And it has happened. How do you make sure that your people know that they have value? Because I tell them. Oh, I love that. So you take the time to actually say, you matter to me. Yeah. They know that I love them. So much so that they act like they love me. And even everywhere we go, one of my team members who travels with me everywhere, people think that she's my child because she's been working with me for so long. We even started looking like each other. And I think it's a testament to people see her care for this business was because this business cares for her. Mm. And so while Mm -hmm. I've given birth to quite a few of the people on her team, all of them have some space in my life, in my heart, because I'm investing in what it is that they want to become. It is my goal to stand at the bottom of the ladder of success because I've already climbed it. I already know what it looks like up there. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that you know that you will get up there if you have support. And so I'm holding on to this ladder, making sure that with every rung you go higher and higher. And so that's my goal now is to let them know what they can also do if they believe. That is great. How do you invest in your employees? I think the biggest way that I invest in them is finding out what the desires of their heart is. Mm -hmm. So I listen to them. I know what they're concerned about. We talk about those things when they cry. I'm crying too. When they're scared, I'm here to tell them you don't have to be scared Mm -hmm. because when my ship comes in, you're getting on the boat. And so they know that when I win, they win also. I love that. Are you ready for question number two? Yeah. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? I definitely think that Lipscomb has a big part in playing the kind of leader that I want to be. Because before I came to Lipscomb as an MBA student, I had never heard of servant leadership. And I believe that Jesus was the most influential person that ever lived. And I so love how at Lipscomb, I learned that we were to lead like Jesus. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a very religious household and a very strict religion that really didn't tell me that Jesus loved me. I mean, I think it was supposed to be assumed that Jesus loved me, but it wasn't the thing. It was, you need to follow these rules and to do these things. And I knew that I couldn't work my way to heaven, but some way that's the way it felt. So I learned at Lipscomb that by serving, you become changed. 
And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm very adamant about the way that my team is respected, even by the people who just come into our stores. But if I was even to take it to before Lipscomb, it would be my mother. Today is the 57th anniversary of her first day at Metropolitan Life Insurance Company, which was the job that she had my entire life. She started there at 19 years old and she worked her way up to an executive position. She did not have a college degree. She just worked really hard and she even took claims home and all that kind of stuff. And when I think about the fact that my mother retired at 53 years old, that is only a few years older than I am right now. It's more and more an indication of why she's my living hero. You know, we have a lot of people that talk about their parents being their their role models. And I think it's amazing when you have that as a child, those great leaders that model that kind of yeah. behavior. I had you. always seen my mother in leadership roles. She mm-hmm. was always giving the directions and she was always doing something before the world was doing it. So she mm-hmm. was working from home before that was a thing. So when I was in high school, my mother worked from home, but that was because they wanted to keep her. And I was getting ready to graduate from high school. And she really didn't want to leave New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And so in order to keep her, they set her up in an office at home so that she would stay. But she had every intention to move with them Mm. but she really wanted to be home because I I still had a year left and I didn't want to be a senior in some new school on the other side of the country it just shows that they put their people first and how that generationally has affected your Mm -hmm. leadership style yeah one of the things my mother told us is that we were terrios and that meant that that's that's my maiden name terrio that we were Terrios and that mattered. She Mm. made us believe that there was nobody better at a thing than we were. Mm. And so that meant that excellence had to come from us. I'm extremely competitive. I do not like to lose. (laughs) And maybe I also get that from my mother's leadership style. But even when it wasn't popular for women of color to have leadership roles, my mother was a leader and she was leading her team and she was an influencer even when that wasn't popular. So you talk about joy and you've obviously ran a very excellent company. So how does joy and excellence work together? Because you can have fun, but you still have to achieve your goals. So how do you do that? I think you have to know where your help comes from. Mm. And so for me, there's a Bible verse in Hebrews 11 that says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for evidenced by things that you cannot see. And so when you know whose you are, it informs you of who you are and how you can show up in the earth. And the Bible says that hope does not disappoint. And it also says that hope is only available to those of us who are living and alive. And so as long as you are living, that means that you have hope and hope and joy walk hand in hand to produce the ingredients of faith. And the Bible says that faith without work is dead. And so that means that work then is required of you if faith without it, it's impossible to please the Lord. And we know that with faith, we can do anything through him who gives us strength. And so it just all one link in a chain. And so the more excellent I can become, it's only based on who or what I believe. And so you only base your faith on the one who says it. 
And so I always go back to the word of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so God was our word made flesh so that we could see what was available and what was possible to us. And as he's leaving to go back to his father, he says to the disciples, I'm leaving with you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit job is to tell you everything that you can do. Because everything that is the Father's, the Father has given to me. And everything that I have, I'm giving to the Holy Spirit to teach you what it is that you can do. And so you can only have joy based on the one who said it. So it sounds like there's a lot of listening that you have to do to God Mm -hmm. to make sure that your plans are, are what he has given you talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. When I pop my eyes open in the morning, the first thing I want to do is say good morning to the Lord and ask him what he would have me to know or ask him what he would have me to do. Nothing exists if God doesn't call my name and put me on that list. Say, OK, Mignon, I'm ready for you to get up and go attack this day. And so I'm trying my best to live a life that would be pleasing to God. And the reason why I even get to sit in this space and sit in this interview here with you because God has decided that I would be successful. It's him who determines it. So I just want to be able to give all the glory back to him. As I'm sitting here as a number one in new releases on Amazon, as a freshman author. Congratulations. Are, thank you. I promised God that if he would make me successful, I would tell anybody who would listen about what they could do if they believe. So this book was just an opportunity to reach more people, to tell them what God could do for them or is willing to do for them if they could see me doing it. It's an indicator that he's willing to also do it for you. I love that. God's plan's better than my plan. Mm-hmm. Amen. Love it. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message about Lipscomb University's College of Business. Are you looking to sharpen your management skills and take your career to the next level? If so, look no further than the MBA program at Lipscomb University. Our part-time program is designed to provide you with the knowledge and the tools you need to excel in today's fast-paced business environment. Lipscomb offers both in-person and online formats that make it a perfect fit for full-time working professionals. Apply now and elevate your management skills. Learn more and apply at lipscomb.edu forward slash business. Hey, so you said the books. Let's segue to our third question. What book has made the biggest impact on you? I brought two books for you to see. And as you said that to me, I, was like, I kind of feel like I might be changing my answer. One of the books that I, I recommend the most is by Jack Canfield. It's called mm. The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. It took me three years to read this book, constantly doing the work on the inside of it, going back to understand. This is the book that gave me the unction to believe that what I had on the inside of me was something that God wanted to use. And Mm. then I would say, I've got your back. It's a leadership parable. I got it as a student. We studied this at Lipscomb in on one of my management classes, and I love the way that it breaks down the different kinds of leaders you can be. So it talks about a grocery store leader over a young man who was just trying to do what wasn't being asked of him. 
And the manager in one of the parables didn't appreciate what was being done, whereas another one amplified what the young man had to do. And that's what I would say that Lipscomb has been very influential in the way that I lead my business, partly because of this book Mm. and more so because of my experiences in the classroom. But then just thinking back as as we're talking, what book has made the most impact on my life? It might be made from scratch. Finding Success Without a Recipe, and that's the book that I just wrote and released with R.H. Boyd. The reason why I say it's made the most impact because it's allowing me to reach so many more people wherever they are. So it doesn't matter what country they're in. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. They get to collide with me and my story of faith to let them know what they can also do. Because God is not a respecter of persons. So that means if you see him doing it for me, it's an indication that he will also do it for you. And so also doing this book with the publisher who I've been able to do it with meant so much to my life as God has been propelling this story. I am the daughter of a man that was born on a plantation. My father was born on a sugarcane plantation in Louisiana. And knowing that I am now creating wealth and leaving a legacy for those who are coming behind me in the same industry that our ancestors could not have free enterprise means the world to me that God would entrust this changing of the guard to my hands so that when my granddaughters walk in a room, they'll be able to say my grandmother was Mignon Francois and that means something. And that I can be my ancestors' wildest dreams is beyond me that's not wasted on me. Right. That God allowed me to have this platform and to be able to use it for his name's honor and glory about how you could turn the table and change the narrative if you go in obedience to what he's telling you to do. And then finally, because I got the chance, I was afforded the opportunity to publish this book with several major publishing houses, but I chose to do it right here in Nashville, Tennessee with R.H. Boyd because the first female president is now sitting at the helm of that organization And their publishing company was made in a time when my people were not legally allowed to read and write. Wow! So the grit and the courage that it took to be able to create this opportunity was the kind of leadership that I wanted to be able to create or to bring my at least my first book to the world. I love it. I love it. Those are three great book recommendations. I love the first two. And of course, I love your book as well. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Are you ready for my favorite part of the podcast? Oh, my gosh. I think so. I, okay. hope, I, get it. I hope I do this. You're right. going to do great. You're going to do great. It's 60 seconds. Okay. Rapid fire questions. Don't overthink it. Your okay. goal is to get through as many of these questions. I always as do so horrible at this. <laughs> I, I bet you'll do better than some of the people that we've had. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. What's your favorite color? Pink. What city were you born in? Topeka, Kansas. What's the most unexpected thing you've ever done? Dance for safe haven and dancing (laughs) and and winning the ballroom competition. What was your first job? A shoe salesperson at Kenny Shoes. What's the last movie you watched? The last movie I watched? Transformers 4. Who's your favorite author? My favorite author? Oh... I don't know my favorite author. I would say, I'm going to just say Jack Canfield because he was the most transformational for me. What's your go-to karaoke song? 
oh to the um <laughs> what's that beyonce song to the left it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one what is a place that's on your bucket list paris wow. that was a good one to end on <laughs> all right you did well you did a good job <laughs> thank you your job now is to give closing advice to managers mm-hmm. what's the best advice you can give a manager Mm -hmm. The best advice that I could give to a manager is that there's power in your words. Mm. I had two young girls on my team who were getting bad reviews a lot and they were so cute. One of them had the most gigantic dimples. And every time something negative happened in the store, I knew it was because they were popping off at the mouth. (laughs) And I just didn't know what to do. And I was always constantly fussing. They'd be like, I'm so sorry, Mignon, but that lady, she, you know, did this or that. And this is like the common denominator in all these situations is always you. So it can't be the other person. And so I was just so frustrated because I kept telling them, if you if this keeps happening, I'm going to love you from the other side of town but I'm not going to let you stay on my team. And so no matter how much I said that to them, they wouldn't change. So I, one day I prayed about it and I was like, God, I need to figure out a way to help these girls. And God said, speak life into them. It matters what you say. Mm. So tell them from the space of what you want from them instead of what they're doing wrong. And so we started implementing this thing at the Cupcake Collection that says anything that you say about yourself or about the business or about what you want to accomplish, it has to be followed with. And that's just the way I want it. And if you follow it with and that's just the way I want it, it has to be a true statement. So if you say if you have another bad review, I'm going to let you go. And that's just the way I want it. Well, that's not a true statement. Right. So if I could turn those into positive statements, then those would work. Mm. And so God told me to speak to them from the space of where I want to be. So don't tell it like it is. Tell it how you want it to be, because there's power of life and there's power of death in your tongue. So that day I decided to go into work and change the way I spoke to them. And so when I saw the one in the hallway and she was getting ready to go to work, I said, girl, you're so cute. Look at those dimples. What I want you to do is use those dimples for your benefit today. Bring somebody joy with those big dimples in your face. And she was like, okay, I'll do it. And she was like a cheerleader at the university where she went. You know, she was just always making people happy, but she was always ready to fight. She had been Mm. through a lot of things in her life. So, you know, it was kind of like you couldn't blame her. But I spoke to the person that I knew she could be. And it changed that very day. She had a good day. She recently called me and thanked me because now she's a teacher, a fourth grade teacher. And she said, oh, Mignon, those words of life that you spoke over me really shaped me into who I am today. And so I would say, don't tell it like it is. Tell it how you want to be, because there is power in the words that you say. That's amazing. That is so great. And I love the fact that you spoke what you wanted and not what you didn't want. That's great. Mignon, thank you so much for being this week's guest. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University.